Now, in terms of mitral stenosis, this may be a result of rheumatic heart disease, congenital stenosis, um, mitral annular calcification due to degeneration, or autoimmune diseases such as systemic lupus erythematosus, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, it could also be a result of uh, left atrial myxoma, um, neoplastic condition, or infective endocarditis. Calcification occurs in much the same way as aortic stenosis occurs. As a consequence, there's an increase in pulmonary venous and arterial pressures, uh, resulting in exertional dyspnea. As a result, there's an increase in pulmonary resistance and a decrease in cardiac output, producing symptoms such as dyspnea uh, and a cough, which occur in severe exertional uh, conditions such as excitement, fever, anemia, atrial fibrillation, tachycardia, uh, or sexual activity. When severe, this may result in paroxysmal nocturnal dyspnea and orthopnea, Eventually, a breakdown of the capillary network in the pulmonary uh, region may result in hemoptysis. The condition also predisposes the patient to infections, and a dilated atria may predispose the patient to suffering thromboemboli because of increased stasis within the atrial walls. And due to damage, fibros fibrotic thickening in alveolar walls and capillaries occur too. On examination, a malar flush may be uh, visualized, which is an increased erythematous uh, region in the butterfly pattern on uh, on the cheeks of the patient, and there may be signs of cyanosis on the lips, described as blue facies. The jugular venous pressure may also be increased with hyperacute A waves in the JVP waveform. On auscultation, there may be an opening snap and S1 may be attenuated, S1 corresponding to the mitral valve closure. A systolic murmur, which is loudest on the apex, may be um, auscultated, and signs of right heart failure due to um, congestion in the left heart network uh, may manifest, such as pleural uh, effusion ascites, edema, hepatomegaly, and if tricuspid regurgitation is coexisting, a pan-systolic murmur may be present. To investigate this condition, an uh, ECG may show left atrial dilation um, with an increase in um, P waves and leads closest to the left atrium. If advanced, left ventricular hypertrophy may also be manifest. A transthoracic and transesophageal echo may also be required, transesophageal uh, being a better route to visualize the anatomy. The size of the valve may be visualized and the mitral inflow velocity may be measured. Regurgitation may be directly visualized using Doppler velocity um, flow. And once again, chest x-ray may show left atrial dilation and that's loss of that sort of S-shape in the upper left border of the cardiac silhouette. The pulmonary artery lines may become prominent and there may be dilation of upper lobe pulmonary veins. Curly B lines may also manifest um, due to uh, hydrostatic congestion. The treatment of this condition um, is generally conservative in a step-up manner, begins with reduction in sodium intake, uh, eventually leading up to beta blockers, diuretics, calcium channel blockers, all to reduce the work of the heart. Eventually, warfarin may also be introduced if uh, the, the patient is at risk of thromboembolism forming in dilated left atria. When severe, surgical options may be considered, and these include uh, percutaneous mitral balloon commissurotomy which is where a catheter is advanced into the left atrium through the femoral vein, into the septum between the atria and down into the ventricle, and the diffused uh, mitral valve uh, may be dissected to open it up again. Mitral valve replacement may also be performed, and it may be the procedure of choice if there's coexisting mitral regurgitation. The risk of delodging debris and thrombi is very high, which is why mortality is up to almost 2% post-procedurally.